The Detroit Tigers drop a very close and very frustrating game to the Boston Red Sox in Fenway today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? We are back for another edition of Locked On Tigers. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor. Hey, Tigers fans, we, you are going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Uh, okay. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Benley. I don't know if I said that, but here we are. Uh, the Tigers drop this one five to four in Fenway. This one was uh, a really frustrating one for me. I was, I was, very, I was very flustered. And, and frustrated in this game. And I think it's because this was a, a winnable game. Those are always frustrating. But B, this is a game that we did a lot of things right. This was a, a, a pretty well, I, I thought, managed, a pretty well executed game offensively, as well as on the mound for the most part. I, I mean, this was, th- this was a, a game that, we play decently well. Like it's one thing when we're going through stretches and we're scoring one run and it's like, okay, well, you know, the second the the opponent gets two, this game's over. Like that's one thing. And that's obviously frustrating in its own right, but I don't get frustrated like in the middle of the game, you know, I'm I'm not sitting there in the seventh inning, like, Oh, like this is so like, I'm just like, okay, like we've been, this is this is the story of the season. It's June, and then this is the the fortieth, fiftieth time, whatever, that we've scored less than two runs. This is nothing new. This is who this team is. I know what this team is, uh, and and I'm frustrated as a whole. I'm frustrated on the season, but game to game, I, I'm not as frustrated. This one just pissed me right off, man. I, golly, four to five, like that. And, and sure, the offense, you know, could obviously score more, more than four runs, but four isn't that. That's not that's not horrible. And and like we had the extra base hits in this one. We, we, we both teams had the same amount of extra base hits. The runners in scoring position numbers weren't terrible for the Tigers today. I think we went two for five with runners in scoring position. Not not a horrible mark. Like certainly, you know, three times could have been better. Uh, the total lob number was eight though. And that's that's the difference maker. Their left on base number, I think, was three, three or four runs, runners left on base. Ours was eight. There you go. Like the offense was here. I mean, we out hit the heck out of them. You know, we we had eleven hits to their eight, and yet they beat us five to four. We also had one two walks in this game where the Boston Red Sox had zero. So we had 13 base runners to their eight base runners, five more base runners. And ironically, probably not that ironically, five more runners left on base at the end of the ball game. 
That's what it comes down to. And that's very frustrating. And and again, the execution, I say, was I, I thought this game was decently well executed. Again, you know, hitting hitting 400 with runners in scoring position isn't isn't terrible for an individual game. That's not, you know, again, certainly could have been better, but it wasn't it wasn't so I mean, we've had like one for 10 runners in scoring position games this season. Oh, for nine. Like that's that's been a thing that's happened. So two for five. I'm 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 counting that as a minor success it's just uh i don't i don't think luck was really on our side in this game either and there are some games that come down to that and, and certainly you know we gave up five the bullpen gave up a run that that usually doesn't happen uh bo brisky wasn't perfect uh, i'm not saying that we just got unlucky in this game we certainly had our opportunities to take advantage and to win but on the offensive side of the ball especially i mean we, we were we were hitting the ball hard uh most of the night I mean, Rich Hill is, is you know, God bless him, in, in his 40s and, and grunting while topping out at 89. But, uh, I mean, I, I just felt like the results did not necessarily back up how well I, I thought the team played. And that, that, that frustrates me a lot when we had a win that, that I think is, is within grasp and that I, I, maybe using the word deserved is a little bit too much of a stretch like at the end of the day the Red Sox won the ball game but um I, I thought we did a lot of things right a lot of things right and that is that is what really frustrates me expected batting average for the two teams in this one the Detroit Tigers just a hair under 300 a 297 expected batting average Boston Red Sox 287 there you go right I, I mean again it's just how it goes sometimes, but and Bo Brisky certainly gave up a lot of hard contact, and and um, we'll we'll talk about him and we'll break down his performance. He certainly was far from perfect, but um, leaving the game with with four runs given up, considering how much hard contact he gave up, and then given how good your bullpen's been all year, this was a game that was in reach. Kind of a frustrating one for sure. Um, so offensively, we'll talk about the bright spots. I guess uh, Javi Baez is the big one. Got a hair in my mouth. Javi Baez is the big one that he looked absolutely phenomenal. This might have been the best single game he's looked at the plate all season. He was he was lethal, and he hits lefties really well. Just historically, even this season has hit lefties better than he's hit righties. But um, you know, soft throwing lefties on top of that, you know, it's it's game time. It's game on. And he, he did not disappoint at all. He went three for five with a home run and a triple and the two and a very hard hit single. That was almost a double there in the ninth inning as well. Um, and on top of that, the two at bats that weren't hits, the only two at bats in the game that weren't, didn't result in him getting on base. One was a pretty hard hit line drive to right field that almost dropped in. Uh, and the other one, I just had it in my head. I don't remember what it was, but it, I mean, he, he was hitting the, Oh, it was the Trevor story. Ridiculousness up the middle, hit a, hit a ball hard up the middle. And, uh, and Trevor story just jumps out of his shoes and makes a heck of a play. So really, I mean, almost, you know, I don't want to say almost, but had the potential to, to get on base and do even more damage than he already did. And he was a majority of the offense in this one. So really, really impressive game from Javi Baez and that is now a six game hit streak and an OPS now well over a thousand over in that six game hitting streak 
he has been on absolute fire. Uh, it's really, really nice to see. The OPS is now at 599. We're almost, almost back above 600 OPS for Javi Baez, which, again, is, is such a sad celebration, Mark. You know, we talked about it yesterday with Torkelson, too, uh, who did not look very good at the plate for what it's worth. Um, but it's just it, it's finally finally starting to, to click a little bit for Javi, and hopefully it continues. And And the biggest thing is he looked – I mean, even on the home run, very clearly was sitting fastball, took his step, then waited when he read breaking ball, waited, 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 drove it into the offhand opposite field. That's the word. Drove it into the opposite field gap, and then it just went over the wall for a home run. I mean, really, really good at bat. Really, five good at bats, like straight up. All five at bats were good, and he was hitting the ball well and seeing the ball well, so... Really, really impressed from Javi. Miguel Cabrera continues to be Miguel Cabrera batting average now at 300, OPS at 714. Uh, he went three for four in this one. So you're two and three hitters stepping up. I mean, you can't ask for too much ter- too much more than that. Uh, you know, the two of the three guys that get the most at-bats in a game stepping up for you had six hits between Javi and Miggy. That's obviously great. Um, the only thing is, you know, Five hits between the rest of the team. Maybe like to see that a little higher. Uh, but there was some more performances to talk about for sure. And uh, there were just... I, I didn't think this was, this was that bad of a game offensively. I really didn't. I, I, I think that it it just didn't fall our way. And I'm not sure there's too terribly much of an explanation for it. As far as like things you can point at to fix for going forward. You know, consistent things that... You can look at and go, oh, this has got to change going forward. This has got to change. Again, we'll get to the pitching. There certainly was a few, but um, th- this game, this game we could have won if a few things just went our way. You know, a ho- one of those hobby hits falls in and Trevor Story doesn't turn into Superman or or something like that. Like that, it's, it's, and I know Javi had the one play two over his shoulder and he could have caught that ball and didn't. And that, that's certainly something too. Uh, Andrew Chafin gives up a home run on what, like the first pitch, first batter out of the pen. I mean, mistakes, small mistakes like that is is what a lot of games come down to. And that is certainly what it came down to in this one. I was, man, really frustrating game. Really, really frustrating loss. We'll get into the rest of the game. Uh, some stuff outside of the team, too, we're going to end the show on. Uh, some stuff within our coaching staff and just former Tigers doing former Tigers things. But first, I got to tell you all about like we said in the intro sports card investor app the sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource quickly check the value of your favorite cards find great deals and profit from the hobby you love available completely free in google play and apple stores the sports investor app is a must-have for baseball fans they now have over six hundred thirty thousand cards in the app not just mlb they have every sport you can imagine marvel etc it really is awesome. So you, you got to check it out. The Sports Card Investor app. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Um, okay. Offensively. Let's go over a couple other performances. We already talked about Javi and Miggy having really, really good days at the office. Eric Haas, uh, he, he went one for four 
with an RBI in this one. Um, really, he's been hitting the ball really hard lately. And I know we talked about him, what, two, three days ago now? I think on the Monday show uh, we, we talked about him. But he, the last week, he has looked really, really good at the plate. And that's, again, like his OPS is now over 600. Like, the, it's it's something. <laughs> it's, it's something. And, and this offense has looked noticeably better uh, since Riley Green got called up. And, and direct correlation or not, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate and, and whatever. I, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that the team just looked at Riley Green and was like, oh, my gosh, we need to remember how to play baseball now. Like, that that seems a little far-fetched in, in my eyes. But – I'll be darned, you know, it, it's certainly been uh, somewhat of a uh, <laughs> of a correlation there. And Eric Haas is one of those players, has looked really, really good lately. So I just wanted to give him his flowers because I know two or three weeks ago I was talking about maybe not even having a spot on the team for him because he was struggling so bad offensively and defensively. So really nice to see him back in there. Uh, I think he's probably due for some some DH roles, roles spot starts whatever as well if Miggy needs a day off we already saw that over the weekend um so look out for that when, when he starts hitting the ball well because it, it it's been really really nice lately riley green two four four riley green two for four still wait on that first extra base hit but you know we're kind of saying that with a lot of people on this team uh two for four with a strikeout in this one the strikeout too was just uh, uh, just lefty on lefty crime. Just a slider low and away that he eventually got him to chase. He threw one slider on an 0-2 count. He threw one slider way low and away, and Riley spit on it. And then he threw a slider low and away that was a little bit closer, but still really far out, and Riley spit on it. And then he threw a third one that was outside, but closer than the previous two when he swung through that one. So just a you know rookie versus a dude in his 40s, uh, lefty on lefty there. But really, he, he just looks so good at the plate. He really does. I'm beyond impressed by, by how impressive he looks. Um, that one single, his second single of the game was 109 off the bat, 109 miles an hour off the bat, like ripping the ball. Uh, and, you know, the loft is not too much of a problem. Like we know he has power. We've seen it in all the levels of the minors. Just getting the timing down a little bit and everything. But, uh, I mean, what I'm, he has a 1,000 OPS so far in his career. So not not going to – not going to nitpick and, and be bothered by the fact that he's getting on base every single game, whether it's a walk or a hit. He looks so good just beyond his years at the plate. Seriously. I, I mean, from AB1 at the major league level, just looks like a pro. He just looks good. He looked great defensively, too. I know he had the one error yesterday, two days ago, as you're listening to this, where the ball just hit his hand and we were like, what the heck? He looked really, really good defensively. Um, I know it, it kind of looks weird sometimes when they slow down and stop and they look kind of uncomfortable. He he hasn't even – he doesn't even know his home park very well, right? Like he hasn't even played that many innings at, at Comerica Park in center field. Nonetheless, Wrigley Field and Wrigley Field's dimensions are all weird in center. They got, you know, stuff jetting out. And it's 420 randomly at one spot and then it's 10 feet shorter, like 30 feet to the left. Like it's, it's all weird. So – um, that's just him getting more comfortable. I, I don't want that, uh, that kind of stutterness that he had out there when, when he's trying to track down a fly ball at the warning track and, and dead center of Fenway to be uh, misinterpreted as him not being a good defender. Cause Riley green is a, is a darn good defender. 
Um, Torgelson did not look very good at the plate in this one. Had a one walk, which is always good, and, and that's not been a problem. Uh, but especially late in the game, that was a really brutal at-bat. And, and he knew it. Like, I mean, he was walking to the dugout cursing and, and took a long time walking back. Like, he he, he darn well knew that that was a, a really, really bad at-bat to have with runners on base and a close ball game late in the game. Uh, the pop out to the first base side. So he he's certainly got some stuff to work on. It really is coming down to timing with him. But, um, I, I mean, the OBP being almost 100 points higher than the batting average is, is great. Like, he's walking. You know, he's he's getting on – he's, he's walking at a good clip. It's just the batting average is terrible and the slugging percentage is, is horrid. Like, just – I mean, a sub-300 slugging percentage for a dude who broke a Barry Bonds home run record in college. Like – just couldn't have predicted it and and i still think he'll be fine this is this is not me freaking out I, honestly and and this is a, a apparently a hot take these days i i don't think sending him down does anything i think when it comes to player development you're trying to get his timing down at the major league level you're trying to get his barrel control down at the major league level sending him back down to a place he's already been is just going to get his timing used to where it is at that point right? You're just going to get his timing. Oh, okay. Well now I remember how to get my timing down at the double a triple a level. I don't know. I, I, I would rather, especially with where we're at in the season now, we're what 15 games under 500, 14, 15, 16 games under 500. Just, just let him keep batting seven through nine in the lineup and, and just let him figure it out and get the timing down. It would take him getting even worse than than he is currently for me to be fully on board with sending him down. Truly, that that's where I'm at. Um, Candelario back. Uh, honestly, didn't think he looked very good at the plate. It didn't really like his approach. Um, there's, I don't know. I don't know. It's very frustrating. I was really big on Candy this year. I was big on Candy last year, and he proved me right last year, and he's proven me very wrong this year. So. Uh, we'll see, you know, first first game back from an injury. We'll see how he develops. But I, I was not impressed too much with him at the dish. And then Scopey finally goes goes yard there. That was really nice to see. But he is obviously not having a very good season either. Uh, just really roller coaster going through the lineup there. Really is a roller coaster. Uh, we'll get to, I mean, the bullpen. We can just knock that out really quickly. Then we'll get to Brisky. And then uh, the stuff surrounding the team there in the final segment. But Foley, Jason Foley looked phenomenal. He looked absolutely phenomenal. And I am becoming more and more impressed every single outing with Jason Foley. The stuff that he had last year that he lost somehow at the beginning of this, this year. And then once he was recalled back to the team has found again, is very much found again. And that sinker is a great pitch. That's one of my... The Jason Foley singer, sinker is quickly becoming one of my favorite pitches in our entire bullpen. Very, very fun pitch and very, very, very effective on uh, this one. He threw it six times and 83 CSW percentage. So it was a called strike or a swinging strike five times uh, of the six times he threw it. Put in play zero times. Phenomenal. Uh, Andrew Chafin. Gave up the one nuke, and then besides that, looked great. So that's nice. That's that's frustrating, right? We lose by a run. He gives up one solo shot, and then besides that solo shot, looked dominant. So that very frustrating, but what are you going to do? It happens sometimes. Chafin's still a dog and, and is still very good. 
Uh, and then Alex Lang looked nasty, nasty as ever. ERA, he's trying to get it back to sub two. He's got a 203 right now. We'll get into Brisky. And then the other stuff I want to talk about right after I tell y'all about our friends over at LinkedIn, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questioning make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit, I almost said sinkers, <laughs> visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody back here for the third and final segment of lockdown tigers. I nailed that ad read. Finally. That one part I always screw up on with the, I, I always say and instead of or or something like that. I don't know. The hiring part. I, I finally nailed it. It only took me months, but I, I finally nailed it. Shout out LinkedIn, man. Shout out LinkedIn. Uh, so let's talk about Bo Brisky in this one. Not not the best outing in the world. Five innings, six hits, four earned runs, no walks, four Ks. I really like the no walks. Uh, the four Ks in five innings is not bad. I mean, that's pretty on par with what we've seen from him for a majority of the season. Uh, he hadn't given up a, a run in a minute. It was coming off back-to-back -back really good outings. Honestly, three, uh, three, the Yankees outing I thought was pretty solid. Um, so it, it was a, kind of a down-to-earth, coming back down-to-earth outing. The, the thing with him just continue. I mean, eight whiffs in five innings is not is not horrible, but, um, you know, 29% CSW percentage called strikes plus whiffs. That's pretty, pretty you know, average, pretty pretty on par, I guess. It's just I, I, we really need a, a go-to, hey, I need a swing and a miss pitch from you. And this is what I'm going to – this is the pitch I'm going to throw to induce that swing and miss. I know we've been talking about that all year, and that's not exactly new, but it, it, remains, it remains true with him. That is the next step in development. We need him to find a pitch that he can go out there, and when he needs a whiff, he needs a strike to be thrown, this is the pitch that he's going to throw. And uh, the, the other interesting thing with this one, uh, average exit velocity was 94 and a half miles an hour. He was getting hit hard. He was getting crushed. Um, and, 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 you know, in, in a park that to center is still deep, but, but to the poles, especially left field, really shallow. Um, so to have a guy who really in, in his whole career so far has been a, a pitch to contact more pitcher and, it's a lot of fly ball outs, Bo Brisky does. A lot of fly ball outs. And that plays fine in Comerica and plays fine to, to center field at Fenway, right? Riley Green got a lot of work in this one. He got a lot of work. And that's why he, you know, we were able to say that he looks so good defensively. But, you know, you hit it to the sides and, and uh, or, or you hit it with, with a launch angle that just gets it over a defender's head. And you're talking about a lot of damage being done. So still only six hits which a lot more barrels than, than hits in this one. 
a lot more barrels. He gave up a, a double digit amount of, of barrels, which is 95 plus off the bat, right? I mean, he almost averaged a barrel, 94 and a half miles an hour exit velocity, like I said. So definitely was not missing barrels. And that's been the thing that I've said the last three or four starts with him is he has stuff that has been able to miss barrels, but he's still trying to f- miss bats. And this one wasn't missing a whole lot of anything. Um, was able to get a couple of strikeouts, though. Was able to get a couple of called strikes that I thought was very much due to pitch sequencing. Uh, but one of the things that confused me in this one was the fact that he relied so heavily on the four-seam fastball. Again, this is a team that hits fastballs really freaking well. This is a very good Red Sox lineup. A very good Red Sox lineup. So the fact that we, in 93 pitches, we went 46 four-seam fastball, that's just about 50%, right? Just under 50% were all four-seamers. And the slider was thrown, you know, 24% of the time and the changeup 19% of the time. But, you know, his last couple of starts, we've seen him throw the slider as much as the four-seam, if not more than the four-seam. We've seen him just randomly in the middle of the season just start throwing the slider more than any other pitch. And in this game, we went back to, hey, we're going to throw the four-seam fastball uh, a lot more. That's a mid-90s heater. You know, it's it's not a it's not a, a cupcake pitch or anything, but um, it, it just seemed weird that in an offense that – and again, I, I don't know what he's feeling on the bump. If, if the slider wasn't feeling as good as it usually does, if the changeup wasn't as feeling as good as it usually does, then there you go. But, I mean, the CSW percentage on the slider was 18. That That's not very good, right? That That's really not very good um, on 22 pitches. So, one called strike on the slider. Three whiffs, one single called strike on the slider the entire night. So, you know, if people aren't biting and if you can't get people to chase and you're not comfortable throwing it in the zone because it's getting hit averaged at 96.4 miles an hour off the bat, then I guess you go to the fastball and you just pound the strike zone. Um, no walks again, the fetter mentality. You will not beat yourself. You will make the other team beat you. And tonight they beat you. That's really all there is to it. So I, I don't think this was a, a discouraging start by Bo Brisky. I don't think this is one where, oh, you know, we should, we should be concerned for his development, but this is a really, really good fastball hitting lineup. And we threw a lot of straight fastballs and that's really just what it came down to. So, um, well, looking forward to his next start, see if he can get back on the horse and see what he's doing beforehand. But for now, uh, kind of got roughed up in, in Fenway for sure. Uh, really quickly, want to end the show on a couple of non-Tigers play, not this game related things, I should say. Uh, first off, Chris Fetter will be staying. That is fantastic news. Uh, he officially, he told AJ Hinch and he told, Alavila that he was withdrawing his name from the U of M baseball head coaching uh, candidacy. So that's great. Fantastic news, everybody. Fantastic news. I know we're, we're ending the show on a good note. Well, we're not actually, cause I'm about to make everyone really sad. Um, you know what? I'm going to talk about the other thing that I'm just going to rebring up that fact. And then we'll still end on a good note. Isak Paredes had a three homer game. Uh, Isak Paredes infamously, not infamously, just very famously uh, traded for Austin Meadows. I know, I know, I know, I know that it's, it's Austin Meadows doesn't have a single home run for the Detroit Tigers this, this year. I, I know, 
And I, I know that that's, that's ridiculous. And I, <laughs> I, I very much get it. Um, here's the thing. Isak Paredes isn't having like a super good season. Like, I mean, at all, like, am I allowed to say like at all? Like he's, he's not having that good of a year. And, and I know, again, I, I know he's, he's hitting home runs and like, he couldn't hit home runs here. And that's like, Oh my goodness. Like that's the whole, that's terrible. And that's the worst thing ever. But like, I, I don't know going into last night's game, going into the three homer game, he had a 639 OPS, which is an 87 OPS plus 13% lower of an OPS than he, he, you know, than, than league average. Now the slugging percentage is over 400 now after last night, which I mean, I mean, he could barely slug 300 with us. So I understand that the power surge is like crazy and, and it's like, Oh, where did this come from? Why could he not do this here? This is, you know, huge failure ever. You know, we lost the trade, et cetera. I mean, okay. So his OPS after last night's game, after the three home run game is now almost 800. So there now it's going to look certainly a lot better. It's up to 797, uh, but that's because he's only at 86 at bats on the year. He's not playing every day down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, batting average is 209 even after last night's game. The on-base percentage is 274 even after last night's game. And the slugging is a 523. Now, if you could promise that the slug, like these are just like unsustainable whack numbers, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like his batting average is 209. He batted 220 here in 2020. He batted 208 here in 2021. Okay. In 34 and 23 games. He's currently played 31 for Tampa. The on base percentage is 274, lower than in 2020 and in 2021 for the Tigers in around the same amount of games. It's just that the slugging is randomly 523. It's ridiculous. It's frustrating. I I know. I I feel you. I I think it's ridiculous too. Austin Meadows hit a, a you know almost thirty home runs last year and and has hit zero and we're almost in July. I, I totally get it. And it's ridiculous and it's stupid and it's infuriating. But I, I I don't think that this is like oh my goodness we got fleeced we lost the trade like let's calm down a little bit you know. He's he he's not he's not OPSing a thousand. He's not an MVP candidate. He's not an all. He's not even an everyday starter down there. Even with all this, he's literally not an everyday starter. Okay, you 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 traded a guy who's playing every day for you, and hopefully will turn it around, and has hit a lot of singles <laughs> for what it's worth. For a dude that has a two oh nine average, a well a sub two eighty on base percentage, and is a backup in Tampa. Let, let's let's take a breath before we just like freak out about the optics of this trade. Okay, let let's take a breath. I'm not I'm not saying either way. I'm not saying that it doesn't have the potential. Maybe Isak does turn it around and be fantastic and turns into an All Star caliber player. But him hitting what does he have? Eight home runs on the year. He had two with us total. 
He already has eight this season. I know that that the optics of that look bad, but it's not like his his numbers this year are are insanely good. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Now we're ending on a good note. Two good notes. One, Chris Fetter's not leaving, baby. That's great news. That's great news, and we should all be very, very happy about it. Uh, for my money, the best pitching coach in baseball is now going to continue to be the pitching coach of your baseball team. But also, Moritz Sider won the Calder. Love to see it. Almost unanimously. He really ran away with that thing. I'm also the host of Lockdown Red Wings, if you didn't know, somehow. So you can go check that out. Brian and I have a co-host over there. Brian is is the man. Uh, and we we taught, we have a whole episode today dedicated to just Moritz Sider winning the Calder. So you can go check that out. But that was a really fun thing. Really fun thing for Detroit. I'm hoping the future's bright, man. Really hoping the future's bright. That's all I got for you. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Uh, go check out the NBA Ultimate Mock Draft. They have over 50 insiders, the Odyssey Sport experts, the draft experts of Lockdown NBA Big Board. The It's a five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. It's underway. And make the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen of the day because obviously you make us your first, and I appreciate that about you. Um, I think that's all I got. Scooble tomorrow, today, as you're listening to this. Scooble today. Um, let, let's go take a game. Like that, that's really all we can ask for at this point. Just win today. That that's try try and take this one. I, I believe the Red Sox are not playing Xander or Devers as well. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So if there was ever a game to win, Scooble on the bump and, and two of their best hitters not playing, this is it. Maybe we see Jeter Downs. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe. Maybe see see a see a top prospect play against us. Always fun either way. Um, let's go get a win. That's all we can ask for. Let's go get a win. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. I'll catch you tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.